0: I was I was speaking into a microphone that was not on.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's 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 the World Cup. I'm just blaming you on the World Cup. Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, a podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Ready to recap another Chicago Red Stars loss, third consecutive loss in a row for the Chicago Red Stars. Going to have to unpack this a little bit and also talk a little bit about some World Cup results that are going to have some impacts for the Red Star schedule moving forward. So there's a lot there that we gotta dig into, and nobody can do it alone. I know I can never do anything alone, so I am here tonight with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, aka The Scam Originator. How you doing tonight, Claire?
0: Oh, I'm just waiting for the misery to cease.
1: <laughs> oh man, the soccer, the soccer does not spark joy right now, my friends. <laughs> it's it, not, uh,
0: it's not good, I don't think. I think it might be bad
1: yeah i think it's okay to maybe say that let's 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 dig in i think i'm gonna start very quickly and very briefly with the world cup stuff right now because this is a chicago red stars podcast and that is what we're here to talk about but uh today there was a United States Women's National Team match uh, against Spain, and it had some <laughs> some surprises and a lot of uh, feelings and, and nerves and things there, but the United States came out on top, so they are advancing into the quarterfinals, and they are going to face the host country, France. So. Some of our Red Stars, Alyssa Naird, Julie Ertz, Morgan Bryan, uh, Turner Davidson will uh, be continuing their World Cup journey. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, over the weekend, uh, Sam Kerr, Australia, the Matildas uh, fell in penalty kicks uh, to Norway. So Sam Kerr and Australia uh, have ended their their World Cup journey right now. And and, uh, it was a joy to watch Sam Kerr. Talking about sparking some joy, uh, it was a joy to watch Sam Kerr performing uh, in this World Cup. She did some really, really cool stuff in these group stages, and as of right now, uh, we're gonna get into this match and eventually into some post-game comments uh, in regard uh, to Sam Kerr. So I know I can't speak for everybody, but I know. Potentially, I'm excited for Sam Kerr to return to the Red Stars and maybe tear some stuff up. So uh, we're going to dive into that. And I think this Red Stars team right now can maybe use a little bit of that fierceness that Kerr tends to bring to any team that she's a part of. Because the Red Stars came into this match against Reign FC off of a two-game losing streak and off of a brief World Cup break on top of a bye week so it was about three ish weeks uh that you know time span there that we've haven't seen the chicago red stars uh playing some soccer and they were at home this weekend to sort of restart this this portion of of their schedule and um kind of a little bit of a vibe going into this match i think claire you and i when we were previewing uh this match we weren't too sure how to feel about it i think we felt that this was a game going into this week that they could get a result out of it some way shape or form um so i know we were excited to get to into the park and sort of like see what the red stars could could bring um before we get into the starting 11 claire i think you and i also need to talk about a big piece of news that dropped before this game took place that also dropped as we released our previous (laughs) episode and we were unable to speak about it then but we got to speak on it now but the chicago red stars and rory dames made a trade and they have welcomed savannah mccaskill to chicago chicago red stars made a trade with uh, sky blue fc uh, for some draft picks uh, in the future. And Savannah McCaskill has a new home with the Red Stars. And I think when this news initially dropped, we had nothing but uh, positive uh, vibes around it. What were some of your initial thoughts of the trade?
0: Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Um, One, you know, obviously not a great sign for Sky Blue that they're still trading away their young talent for draft picks. Um, And in fact... I thought that that I thought that Chicago was gonna have trouble this year making trades because teams were no longer going to just accept picks for players. um I think actually you know it's Chicago can only get away not giving away players for players for for so long. so that's indicative kind of of where Sky blues at right now, which I know is not what anybody hoped for. um I like Savannah McCaskill a lot. I think she she's a hustler, she tries things. She like she wants that smoke, you know? Like she is a good player who got put in a bad situation and I'm thrilled that she's in Chicago. Um as it pertains to this weekend's game, I thought that Chicago going for that right now indicates that there was some concern as to this current group's ability to kind of pull it together. Um, Yeah. And, and not so much, and you know, this is kind of how it played out. Not so much that I think that like one person isn't getting the job done or anything, but I think that it was that, you know, the Chicago's coaching staff was taking the trouble that the team has been having since Kerr left very seriously. And, um, Chicago doesn't usually make moves like this one in the middle of the season. They obviously had one very big mid trade last year, but that was more about a thing that was happening, whether they had gone for it or not. Morgan Bryan coming back—it's um, it, a little bit more direct action from Chicago there to go get McCaskill.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, you know, I I wish I could sit here and say that I was. Surprised by a trade from the Red Stars, but I don't think that moves like that surprise me anymore. Um, this club and the coaching staff, in particular, in the front office, um, aren't. I was thinking about this, and they aren't really strangers to that. I mean, they've made a sort of midseason trade. Before, you know, we can go as far back as when they got Stephanie McCaffrey to try to make another, you know, give another offensive threat and look for the team back in 2016. And then uh, making that big mid-season trade uh, last uh, season and then sort of the year before that uh, with Morgan Bryan and Chrissy Mewis and that happening, and now this year with Savannah McCaskill. Like, it's sort of a thing that has happened. I don't think that that's something that... um, Rory Dames making a trade doesn't surprise me anymore. And I think that maybe before in the past, maybe people would have been surprised by that. But I don't think that's something that surprises me anymore. I was mostly
0: just surprised (laughs) that they did that without having to give up an actual human being.
1: That is exactly what I was going to segue into. When I saw the trade, Trade and the condition of the trade, I, that is what surprised me. I could not believe that this player came to the Red Stars for some draft picks, that's a thing that's still acceptable for some teams. And I guess that's sort of, again, like you said, it's indicative of where Sky Blue is uh, right now. For people who aren't too familiar with Savannah McCaskill's uh, backstory, she was one of the, she was slated to be, slated to be the, the number one draft pick uh, heading into, I believe it was the 2018 draft. And she was selected overall, but by the Boston Breakers. But they unfortunately uh, ceased operations and had folded. Right, I forgot that. And Savannah McCaskill's rights ended up going to uh, Sky Blue FC. So that's sort of where she she came out of uh, South Carolina as a Gamecock. Had a very productive collegiate career. Um, and I think in hindsight, I can't, you know, we can't ha- ask these questions now because this, this organization and team and even the coach and some of its players aren't in existence anymore with the Boston breakers, but it looked like getting a player like Savannah McCaskill, maybe pairing her with, you know, somebody like a Natasha Dowie or Adriana Leone was maybe going to be something special, you know, having like a, like a Rose Lavelle, you know having like having these pieces right so um she has a very interesting backstory as far as her journey into this uh into this league and then ending up with the sky blue and just sort of going through some things there that that's obviously been reported on savannah mccaskill basically is not the first player to come out of sky blue or you know get a trade and um, and sort of get out of a quote unquote bad situation. If you want some more, uh, backstory or insight and info into this trade and, uh, specifically Savannah McCaskill's, uh, kind of opinions and views on it. I have a feature with her on Hot Time in All Town right now. Uh, it was really cool to sort of be able to get sort of her first impressions as they made this trade, um. She came in like Wednesday night and she and I ended up having a chat on the Friday, um, you know, after she had like a quick training session with the team. So uh, a lot of good stuff from her there. So please feel free to check it out. And honestly, Claire, like after having a bit of a conversation with her, just sort of listening to this player And sort of getting her perspective about having this fresh start, you know, talking about that, that was something that came up. And having that opportunity be with the Red Stars, I thought was incredibly significant. Um, Just seemed, this player just seemed very excited to be in a place where she can continue to work on her game and develop. And was very, very eager to want to contribute in any way, shape, or form uh, for this team. And I think with that, we're actually going to segue into sort of recapping and analyzing this match coming up for everybody. Um, because I had asked her if, you know, the coaching staff wanted to maybe put her in the starting lineup, if she would be down with that. And she said, absolutely. And turns out we got to see her get that start. So for the Chicago Red Stars uh, taking on Rain FC, this is how they lined up. They had Emily Boyd in net. Aaron Wright, Sarah Gordon, Katie Nodden, Casey Short rounding out the back line, Nikki Stanton, Danny Colaprico, Vanessa Di Bernardo, Yuki Nagasato, Savannah McCaskill, and Katie Johnson rounding out the 11. Uh, looking at that starting lineup, looked pretty dope, didn't it, Claire? What did you think when you saw it?
0: Yeah, I mean, they changed the formation. <laughs> they went from the 4-3-3 to a 4-4-2, um, essentially dropping Nagasato back into the midfield and um, putting Vasconcelos... Back as a sub, and in having it be a uh, two uh, two forward partnership between Keijo and, uh, and and McCaskill, and I I think I mean I liked it. I do. I think that it worked. I mean, we'll get into this as we talk about the game, but they played a lot better. Um, you know, I I don't think Bernardo was quite as effective on the side of that diamond as she is at the ten spot, but um it suited it, it, it suited the the attack to make things feel a little bit less crowded maybe up front, which is like a dumb problem to have, but they have it. Um and yeah, I mean the only things were, you know, Aaron Wright was on the injury report is questionable. Um she ended up being a late sub um, in that match. She couldn't go any, any longer. Uh, I think around like the 78th minute or so. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I, I mean, I was I was hopeful that Colaprico was feeling a little bit better, that DiBernardo was feeling a little bit better because of the time off. Um, and I thought it was the right thing to do. I think Michelle Vasconcelos is a very good soccer player and a very effective substitute, and putting her back into that role was not a bad idea.
1: I agree 100%. Like, seeing seeing the lineup roll out, I said, I think I reacted that this is smart and good, right? Seeing Savannah McCaskill and Katie Johnson together on their front two, I was into it. Part of having that trade happen for Savannah McCaskill, I think, opened up some questions uh, maybe even answered some of those questions uh, as far as uh, cons- maybe small concerns that might have been might have been present after those two losses, right before they headed into their break. And I think one of those was, you know, how are some of these players going to adapt to uh, different roles as far as going extended minutes and having to step up in these certain areas? And I think we saw that in this game, Um, Once we start getting into the substitutions with a player like Michelle Vasconcelos, how impactful she is of a player when she does come off of the bench. But looking at that starting 11 for the Red Stars, even with getting a player like McCaskill in and having her get her first start and maybe not knowing what that was going to look like. Still felt like a really strong lineup for the Red Stars in comparison to what we saw the rain roll out with because the rain have been having some struggles of their own when you're talking about literally just piecing together players to perform out in a starting 11. So for rain FC, they had Casey Murphy, Stephanie Cox, Lauren Barnes, Megan Oyster. Uh, Teresa Nielsen, Morgan Prophet, who was actually a late-game addition. Morgan Andrews was a late-game scratch after warm-up, so Morgan Prophet, uh got the start. Uh, Beverly Yanez, Onu Onumanu, Jess Fishlock, Megan Kelly, and Bethany Balser. So looking just sort of side-by-side, side, and I think, again, in, in the preview of last week, you and I sort of talked about how Jess Fishlock was just going to be that player Right for um, for this rain FC squad, I know for for me and when doing the previews for this match, uh, of course Jess Fishlock was on the radar for me, and another player to watch for the rain was actually Casey Murphy, uh, who had a phenomenal game against the Red Stars. Uh, she's a very very tall goalkeeper. Uh, she definitely was big in the net, and I thought she, along with Jess Fishlock, they they both Uh, Frustrated uh, the Red Stars a bit. Probably, maybe a trio of of Fishlock, Murphy, and Onumano just sort of getting some 1v1 and some time and some space, you know, out on the flake. The battle between uh, Onumano and Casey Short was really something to watch during this match. But I honestly, watching the match progress and unfold, I felt like the Red Stars, for larger parts, of the match, uh, we're playing a bit of the better soccer in comparison to what the rain were putting out on the field.
0: I mean, I, I mean, quite, yeah. I mean, the rain looked. <laughs> this game, <laughs> the rain were hopeless going forward for like 60 minutes at least. They had nothing going on. Um, Animanu was working very hard and doing a good job of. Um, you know, cutting through against Casey Short. If Yoma Anumanu got cut from the Portland Thorns a couple of weeks ago and has found a place on this rain team that is missing a lot of players, and she found a lot of space against Chicago's defense. Yes, um, she did. And, you know, but, but. Fishlock wasn't getting a ton of air, you know. She was doing a lot of running, um, and I thought that Danny Colaprico did a good job of containing her for the most part. Bethany Balser was not super dangerous. Um, the issues, the issues for the first eighty minutes of this match were offensive. Again, they looked really comfortable. The Chicago looked really comfortable in possession in the you know, attacking third. Um, you know, what they were doing was probing and it was deliberate and they just were not getting quality shots off. Um, it was better though. All of it was better than what we I saw w- against Washington.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think coming off of the two losses, now us analyzing this third loss, of these matches, this was some of, yeah, the better play I think that we've seen um, out of this team and i don't know if that was just because of a combination of having the time off right and having the time to just sort of rest and rejuvenate and work on oneself i think a lot uh, of it was coupled ask- or like combined with i'm going to say combined with the trade that yeah. was made and maybe coupled with the fact that they were playing a rain fc team that isn't uh, maybe 100% right now although the rain themselves were coming off of a sort of gritty game against a top team right now in Washington spirit, where they played them to a one, one draw. So they were definitely coming in with a game under their belts as well. Um, to sort of having that impression of like being able to just sort of grind out a game and maybe get a result, which I think, um, maybe what was also a little bit frustrating within this match, right? Um, was sort of seeing another game sort of come and go and still not maybe having that answer to who's going to be that player to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. I, mean, I think uh, yeah. we saw Savannah McCaskill really early on in the beginning of this game. And even, honestly, throughout her you know, 70, 80 minutes that she went uh, to play, uh, really just going for it. I mean, pressuring Casey Murphy, uh, trying to find some combination with Katie Johnson. uh, Honestly, just being just being a presence in the final third, which for me watching it was like, holy crap! Like, where has this been in the last few weeks? Um,
0: Well, yeah, the the problem with this game is that if. The rain hadn't if Jess Fishlock hadn't won it for the rain, it would have been a nil nil draw. yeah, and that also would have felt unacceptable, but it would have been a little bit better. but the the problem is that for the second for a lot of the second half, it felt like Chicago was okay with that outplaying yeah. the team and getting a nil nil draw um and then Jess Fishlock scored and it almost was like the Red Stars wasn't prepared they weren't pre- prepared for that option where they really had to turn it on and get a goal and they came really close um it <laughs> a lot part of this and you know I said this a little bit in my recap there is a bad luck element to this um but that's also where you have to kind of look at the tiny pieces of everything else that lead up to what just kind of looks like a lot of bad luck in front of goal. And, um, yeah, Chicago, Rory Dame said this. You know, Vanessa DiBernardo said this. Casey Short said this all after the game, and they're all right. Um, this group, this group that stayed home, that didn't go to France, is playing some very good soccer, but they're not, they're not, um, none of them have decided to like be the giant asshole that wins. The game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I feel like, um, oh man, I feel like there are moments, right. Or maybe every once in a while, like we'll see a player, try to sort of take on that role and maybe do it for like a five-minute stretch or like a 10-minute stretch but then you just see it sort of trickle off or fade out i mean like in in this match i thought you know we you mentioned this but yes danny colaprico did a very good job of being tasked on on just fishlock looking fishlock looking at times you know being being frustrated um by that and i thought danny colaprico was one of those players who looked uh, you know, much improved after sort of having the break under her belt, right? And then sort of coupled with a player like Nikki Stanton, who looked like she also wanted to get out there and sort of wreck some shit up. But this this official had some heart eyes for Nikki Stanton. And Nikki Stanton was issued a yellow very early in this match in like about the 28th minute. So I think that alters play a little bit for for a player like her who is sort of full of that you know kind of uh sort of get after it grit mentality right sort of alters their 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 play a little bit so that they won't maybe get that additional yellow um but that's just like for these sort of small incremental periods of time within the pitch i mean there was this moment of time um i think early in the second half where we were sitting in in the press box and we heard somebody on the pitch go uh like push up or move up or get up and I it threw me off like I looked up from writing and I looked up and I was like who was that because I couldn't believe that I had heard somebody's voice like one of the players voices from the pitch and I I want to say it was Danny Colaprico I don't know (laughs) somebody somebody at me if you know who it was but I I I almost was, like, in shock because I couldn't believe how vocal that was. I mean... It, it like, echoed. Yeah. And I I was like, yeah, more of that, please.
0: So, yeah. It's so reductive. It feels so reductive just to say, like, there's no one's, you know, you need one person to step up. But we've seen the two games that we saw that we have seen most recently... Uh, we saw the Washington Spirit play with Andy Sullivan, and we saw the Rain play with Jess Fishlock. And Jess Fishlock told us she came back from Lyon right away, even though she's exhausted, because she, she knew that they needed her if they were going to make it through this season. And she's already bought them, what, like seven points?
1: Yeah. Five
0: yeah. points? I can't remember what they did two weeks ago, but she has – just by deciding that she was going to yep, has turned into a lot more points than I can probably count on one hand in the last month. And that's what it takes in this period of this year of this season. Yeah.
1: And, that
0: you know, I, you, you have to take the red stars to task for this a little bit. They're not, you yeah. you know, and 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 maybe it's the personnel you know it's not it's not the formation it's not the skill they're playing good soccer um but they seem like they're looking for someone to tell them what to do
1: i am tired of rory dames being the loudest person on the pitch right
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) uh and I mean, like, i that's something that I appreciate out of Rory Dames and his coaching. I love that you can go to uh, a Red Stars game, home or away, and you have somebody like Rory Dames who is coaching, right? He's constantly coaching on the sideline. Um, but I think for this team and the sort of handful of players who have been here X amount of years, right, right? Um, That's sort of like we're sort of still looking for that three losses later. And while we're talking about this rain match, also sort of reaching back and talking about those previous losses, I mean, against Washington and against Portland and now even against the rain, you can point at the person who beat you. Right. Like Andy Sullivan won the game for Washington Spirit against the Red Stars. Just Fishlock won this game for the ring. And Simone Charlie combined with Mitch Purse.
0: And 25,000.
1: And 25,000 people. Beat, yeah. You know, Portland was just Portland. But even for just those two games, like against Washington and and Rain, like you're pointing at, like, that's the player that beat you. There it is. Right. And I think right now, the rest are, you're sort of looking at this team, and while you see this really great collection, of talented players with like these great skill sets, uh, we're still looking for that player. Right. Like, who's it gonna be? Like, who's gonna who's gonna like wake up, pop on, you know, their game day playlist, change it to Lizzo, and talk about like taking the DNA test. Who's gonna wake up and be that bitch? Like, who's it gonna be?
0: Like, who's gonna be okay with maybe making one of her teammates feel bad? Because she wants to win a game.
1: We're not talking about going like full Ash and Harris now. No, 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 no. I, I mean like,
0: like, 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 I mean like run, run more. Like yeah. yelling, yelling, like get up there. Let's,
1: yeah. yeah, like we heard during the pitch. <laughs> right. Who just said get up? Right. Like, like who was that? Identify yourself. Um, it's, okay. it's okay to identify yourself well, as a person and, demanding more from your teammates.
0: And it's like, it's, it's, it just, it, this is something that we didn't want to be true. You and I had a very brief conversation with each other in a lift in Portland in March.
1: Yeah, we did preseason.
0: And we were like, Oh man, I don't know what the difference is this year from years past.
1: And no. Yeah. And I that's relevant now.
0: Yeah. And what we're seeing right now is these patterns from this team and like we I wanna be clear, <laughs> Chicago is still probably gonna be fine. Maybe not though, because there's a lot of really good teams in the NWSL this year and there are only four playoff spots, but there are fewer bad teams, actually, let's just say that. Um, yeah. and but and you know, we talked about this a little bit, and, and I think it needs to be said we talked about this in Portland the Chicago red stars are consistent and they have built this roster of people with character and with work ethic and with like a real love for each other and a love for this team. Um, and many of them are very skillful and they, a lot of them have only played for the red stars. All of that stuff is, is it's so good and it's something to be proud of. Um, but we've been reminded this week how quickly windows close um and sometimes they close without the good people and the good players winning anything and i think you never want to think about that and you never want you don't want to go into panic mode it's very early in the season but the groundwork that Chicago is laying right now is not one that's going to win a championship this year. And this is the NWSL. This is women's soccer. You don't have forever to try.
1: No, I don't think, I don't think that it's unfair or unrealistic to talk about the idea of certain windows for certain teams becoming more narrow and more narrow. I mean, we've already seen that in this league. I mean, we saw it with Laura Harvey and her Seattle ring. Yeah, you know? right. They never
0: um, won. That
1: that didn't happen. It just didn't. Them. Right. You know, we saw that through the Washington spirit. Like it just didn't happen for them. Um You know, and we've got a Red Stars team right now that's been very good, very consistent, always part of the conversation. Uh, had become a top, has become a top tier team. Uh, has absolutely become a team that, uh, other, you know, that the opposition, uh, either enjoys playing because it makes them better or fears playing because they're probably not going to get a result, you know? So it's sort of. Of, I don't think it's unfair or unrealistic uh, to talk about that because this is women's soccer, and you know it's it it's so it's so much more different from the men's side of the game, and I think that's actually what makes it so much more special, really right. Right. and unique, is because of how I think because of how real that is, and how how recognizable that is, and when you do excel at this level, and when you do perform at this level, and when you do succeed at this level, it's incredibly, incredibly special. So looking at the table, no, I don't feel a sense of panic. It's more just like a sense of, I think, general uh, confusion and frustration. Right. Because you look, again, you look at the roster, and you're like, man, this right here is a good team. And they're just not picking up points, and it just feels a little different. I think, in the sense, and and in pulse game, we're we're getting into these pulse game comments now. But you know, in pulse game, in the mix zone, you know, I'd asked Vanessa De Bernardo about that sort of the the mentality of uh, you know as compared to last year, sort of the Red Stars being of this mindset where there was just sort of this refusal to lose this Chicago Red Stars team of 2018 literally drew their way into the playoffs. They refused to lose last year. And while part of the discussion of last season was, hey, the Red Stars aren't getting wins, part of that discussion was also like not talking about losses, at least not in a consecutive manner, and at least not in a way where we were discussing mentality, right, or things like that. And I think this is the first time in a long time where we're noticing narratives from the outside sort of talking about those things. Um, And I don't, I don't think that that's a, I don't think that that's like, I don't think that that's uncommon when you're, when you have a team like the Red Stars that goes on a, a three game losing streak like this, just because of who they have established themselves to be within this league already. When you've established yourself to be this team that prides itself on its culture, on being an organized team, on being a top tier team, on having this sort of mentality, that's a refusal to lose on having a very unique and very special locker room. Um, And having this very sort of unified um, sort of family-type environment where they just really just go out there and, uh, you know, play for each other. And sort of when you establish all of that for yourselves within this league and then a World Cup happens and you go on a three-game losing streak, people are going to ask, what's going on? And looking at the table it's amazing how things quickly change. Like you said, like this is NWSL. Things are going to change rapidly. Well, right. right? Chicago. Looking at the table, they're in seventh. And it's, it's even though they're in seventh in the bottom half of this table, you're talking about a three point swing.
0: Well, also, I mean, all right, let's, let's talk some, let's just talk soccer real quick. So they're playing Orlando next week. If they can't get a win against Orlando, heaven help them.
1: And then I'm going prob- to go on record and say that if they don't get a win against Orlando, Rory Dame makes another trade.
0: Yeah. Or t- t- Rory Dames has a long talk with Arnhem. I don't know.
1: I don't uh, know, man. Something's got to happen. If they um, don't win against the worst team in the league, yeah. this is a much different podcast. I could yeah. warn you all about that right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> um, And then probably I would be very surprised if by Sky Blue the first weekend of July – Sam Kerr was not back in the lineup and things change when that happens for them.
1: And yeah, in post game, he also mentioned that you asked a very good question about Sam Kerr. I mean, I think we had asked, talk about that kind of stuff and you know, you asked and he said that, you know, he talked to his star striker and said that she should take her time. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, there's no reason, absolutely no reason for them to come back next week. That no, none of them should. None of the Australians should. Um, especially especially because one of their issues is workload in the first place um jumping right back into more soccer games is not what any of them need uh for like long-term health like the clubs don't want that for their players that's not good for them but um yeah I mean I what happened to Sam I'm sure was very emotional um and as we always do I hope that you know hope she's doing okay I hope that I'm sure she, I hope but I know that I know she's taking it personally and I know she's taking it hard but um yeah I I don't know it's the weird thing with Chicago is all everything that we just said is true um but it also maybe just comes down to the fact that they have the best striker in the world and she's coming back so who cares you know I don't
1: know Yeah No I mean it's it's very <laughs> That's so true though. It's it's so it's so it's so' after having after having some time to like just sort of ruminate with it all, right? Like it's so funny to look at the table and look at this team and then look at NWSL as a whole and understand that things literally change week to week. and then I don't know how you're somebody, Who does or does not cover this team, or does or does not follow this team, or is a fan or is not a fan of this team, looks at this team, recognizes that they have Sam Kerr on the radar, and counts them out.
0: If they've got everything but hitting the back of the net and Sam Kerr's coming back,
1: it's a joke. It's like a lot better. They're gonna look back at this and be like, ha ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be so real, and I'm going to be here for it. It's going to be great. Uh, Would like to talk about that instead on the podcast, instead of three losses. Would be kind of cool. So I think just sort of quickly previewing next week against Orlando, uh, I think they can win this game, despite despite everything.
0: If they get beat by Joanna Boyles.
1: Hey, man. Joe Boyle's got a goal, man. I know it was
0: a good one too. She kicked, she kicked that ball right into that, right into that goal. It was great. If, if I'm very Boyles... proud of her, honestly.
1: Same, same yeah. here. If Joanna Boyle's gets a goal against the Chicago Red Stars. <laughs> it's going to be because of the Chicago Red Stars. It's true. Yeah. She feels like she's playing with her friends. Right? <laughs> like, she's like, oh, it's like playing with my friends. And We're going to
0: – yeah, someone's going to have to remind Emily Boyd and Joy Boyles that they can't, like, hug during the game. They're not allowed.
1: Sorry, after, afterwards, after the 90. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're heading away. They're going to Orlando. Um they're going to be playing a team that has had struggles all season. Uh, Orlando, unlike the Red Stars, uh, sort of does not – they just sort of have, haven't have found their footing this season at all. I mean, struggle to get points, sitting at the bottom of the table. So it's going to be interesting to sort of see um, how the Red Stars tackle this game. Um, I would hate for them – to go into orlando on a three game losing streak and look at that team and think that they have it in the bag because so you start getting back to getting results and getting goals and getting uh, points then you don't nothing's guaranteed right so um i think for me going into this match I'm gonna say I want Yuki to have another game because I thought she had a really good game this match there was a few times on net where Yuki Nagasato could have had a goal but it turns out uh Casey Murphy is six foot five when she lifts up her arms so that just didn't happen so I'm like Yuki's gonna be my player to watch again Um, Just because I really liked what I saw out of her against the rain in this match. And obviously, probably Savannah McCaskill. Who do you want to have an impact in the game, Claire?
0: I need Katie Johnson to have a good game. (laughs) Um,
1: Por favor. (laughs) Por favor.
0: Please. For her and for me. For both of us. I want it for her. I want it for the Red Stars. Um, she is a player that I feel bad for because she was doing really well when she was not like the number one. And she, it's a new team, it's a new structure. It's just hard to do like, you know, five games and then suddenly, you know, be in charge. And I hope, I hope, and I think we saw some of this this past week with McCaskill. She's a collaborative player. She just needs players to bounce off of. And I'm hoping that those two together can really do some beautiful stuff.
1: Yeah, it's nice to be the Sky Blue FC refugee camp. (laughs) And I hope that... What did I say?
0: Oh, yeah. It's the Amnesty International approach.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope that all of the former Sky Blue players have a great game in Orlando. So shout out to Kate Johnson, Bennett McCaskill, uh, Nikki Stanton, right. If Sam Kerr was here, I'd say her too, but she's not, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. I look forward to every week and I want everybody to know where they can find you and your good work, Claire.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do stuff for the equalizer. I do recaps for hot time in old town. Um, You can follow me on Twitter, at Scout Ripley, which is also the name of my musical project.
1: Support Scout Ripley. Support your Chicago local band. They are good. They make everybody's podcast music, (laughs) so you should support them. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you could do that on Twitter at sanderrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A. If you want to check out World Cup content from me and Claire, you could do that at all411 and SB Nation. Uh, If you want to follow just Red Star stuff, you could do that at Hot Time in Old Town. We're hitting you up with previews and recaps and key points from games. uh, Now that the Red Stars are back in action, and if you don't do anything else whatsoever if you don't follow claire if you don't follow me if you don't read our work if you hate to read you should continue your support of the south side trap podcast the podcast that helps you stay outside with the chicago red stars and you can do that by following us on all social media channels facebook twitter instagram at southside trap pod with one letter p and you can continue to listen to us on Podbean or Spotify or iTunes. If you like what you hear, please be sure to give us a like, rate, and review us. That stuff helps us out immensely in terms of providing you great Red Stars content. So leave us a little like, leave us a little review, hit us up, tell us what you what you like to hear. Everyone enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be back with you with another episode.